Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, this is Better Than Yesterday. Thanks for being here. This is the Wednesday edition of the show, Better Make It Quick, where we go back and have a listen to some episodes from the the back catalogue because there's some fantastic conversations. We've been doing this for 10 years and there's something in every single show that we do that'll make you feel better than you did yesterday. That's the whole idea of the show. We're all about growth here. We're all about a mindset, essentially, of seeing possibility of just doing things a little bit differently so you can be in more service to others and better for yourself, essentially. That's that's the kind of conversations I like to have here. And we've been doing it since 2013. If you want to get in touch with me, super easy. Send Osher email at gmail.com. That's where you can find me. Today, we're speaking with Ursula Carlson, and I'm so happy that Ursula Carlson came on the show because I think she is absolutely fucking literally amazing. Ep352, if you scroll back, you can find her there. Uh, this is a couple of years back now. And Ursula Carlson, she is a South African-born New Zealander and she is a comedian and she's amazing. You may know her from her Netflix special or her podcast. Uh, that's enough already. You've seen her live stand-up. Uh, which is amazing. She was on Have You Been Paying Attention quite a number of times. She's also on The Masked Singer a little while back. And in 2020, when it was mid-pandemic, I was on lockdown in Melbourne, kind of losing it a bit, and I was very, very happy to be in conversation with the dearest, dearest Ursula. And it's a pretty good place to start by finding out how she got started in stand-up. You almost want to be shit in the beginning so that later on you're good you don't want to be good in the beginning and shit later on you know you want to get all the shit out of the way like the first couple of years that i did the first year i did stand up i was like bulletproof i'm like this is great i'm good at this and then the second year i sucked so bad for a whole 12 months i was like i should stop like I should hang up the gloves. This is done. I've, you know, I've had too many knocks in the head at this point. But then I sort of realised what I was doing wrong. Which was, and you know, you can't. Which was 
The audience feed off you. You don't realize how they pick up your energy. You can't imagine, like, I just realized at some point, like, I can't just have a whole year of shit audience. You know, this is me. This is my fault. Because if I go out there, my energy is bad or low or dark or whatever. The audience all of a sudden, that's why I realized when I go see a comic, sometimes I go, or even if you watch a movie or TV show and you go, I don't like this person. Or you walk out and you go, that was exhausting. And you don't know why. It's because you're feeding off that person standing there talking to you because they are 100% invested in you. They're not on their phones. They're not anything. They're just looking at you and feeding off you. So if you're high energy and you're positive, because they can spot a fake. It's like they have no distractions. They're just looking at you. So if you're being fake, they can pick up on that. So I just went out and I started enjoying it. And the more I enjoyed it, the more they enjoyed it. So I just started taking it as like a conversation with a mate, you know, just like me and a friend, but it's a room full of friends. And once I started doing that, it changed overnight. And I'm like, this is it. This is how it's supposed to be. It's supposed That's to be a, Actually, not everyone listening is going to become a stand-up and probably I'd be surprised if one person of all the thousands and thousands and thousands of people <laughs> that are listening are going to become a stand-up. But every single person listening can understand what you just said, which is I have a responsibility into how this interaction going. You can't be Ben Folds and have five ex-wives and then write all these albums and be like it was all them. No, Ben, you're the common denominator, mate. You know, <laughs> you went after a particular <laughs> yeah. kind of person then you were a particular kind of man and that's why the relationship didn't work. Like we have to take responsibility. Yeah. We have to take responsibility for our energy and our verbiage and our words into an interaction with someone. Like is our side of the street clean? And if our side of the street isn't clean, then yeah. we've got a role in why things might not have gone well. Yeah, and more importantly, then you have to change it. You can't be baking the same cake and go, why is this chicken tasting weird? Because you're not making chicken. You're baking a cake. You need to change what you're doing. (laughs) Like People don't change the behavior. They go, I don't know why it's still not working. I'm like, what have you changed? And then you listen, you go, oh, you've done nothing different, (laughs) but you're expecting a different outcome. So you need to change but your behavior. But at one point, that means, oh, fuck, now I've got to actually look into something that I'm so used to doing. I have to, you know, it's a bit heavy at first to lift, but then it's also extraordinarily powerful because it'd be like, I don't have to wait for anybody else. Yeah. I'm the one that can sort this out. I can have control over the situation and I can yeah. do my part to make sure this is better. And that is involving not only how I use the words I use, or my energy, but also the people that I choose to in- engage with. You know, if you have this string of bad relationships yeah. – you're the person that's picking them. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. And it's like the minute you start, I mean, that is, it's actually so great. The minute you realize I'm fucked, but I have the power to change it. It's like you're the one banging your head against the wall. The wall ain't going to move. You have to move. Just find the opening of the door. It's that easy. But, you know, no one can force you into it. But that's so good when you go, oh, hang on. If I make the change, even if it's shit, because that's what I said to you, like when I just started, like, you know, you're broke. It's amazing how you can scale down. When I say to people like, God, I hate my job or I hate this, so I go, I go, so stop doing it. I go, yeah, easy for you to say, I can't afford that. I go, it's amazing how quickly you can realize you don't need a five or six bedroom house, you know. You and your missus can move into a studio flat for a year, sort your shit, and then move on from there. You know, and if anything, this pandemic has taught us that we can do with less. 
everyone has lost money in this. No one is walking out a winner unless you own Amazon. No one is walking out of this a winner. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> We're all taking a hit at the moment. Yeah. So it's like we can, you can change. It's shit when you look at yourself and you go, yeah, I'm the problem here. But, you know, then that's the beauty of it. You can change it. Ursula's got two kids and she shared with me some advice that she tells her kids about what it is to waste energy on people who have opinions that are unlikely to to shift. A lot of times, and this is what I say to, you know, and my kids are still little, but I try and get this in them. I go, sometimes you just have to look at something and go, all of this looks a hell of a lot like none of my fucking business. You don't need to tackle every argument that's out there. You know, sometimes you can just go, oh, this is not my business. I'm going to go somewhere where I can make a positive change. You don't need to fight every battle. There are enough soldiers to do that. Facebook have taught us that. Oh, no. this looks like a whole lot of none of my fucking business. That's a fucking great. I want to put that on a coffee cup. You need to know that when you're on Facebook, when people start ranting about something that you've done, you go, oh, you guys don't need me for this. I'm not going to change anyone's mind here today. This is a lot no. of none of my fucking business. And just close the yeah. page and walk away from it. You're not going to change your mind. No one is ever going to change their mind in the comment section of a post on the internet. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, a news article. You are never going to convince someone to feel differently about what it was that made them originally write the first fucking thing they wrote. They're never going to go, you know what, Ursula? You make a good point there. I guess if I was living under that kind of oppression, I'd organise my mates to fight back a bit as well. Jolly good job. Lekker. No, they're going to fucking double right down. No one's ever going to change their mind in public. No one will ever change their fucking mind in public. They change their mind when they're in the middle of a shower or when they're walking the dog or when they're cleaning up after the kids, when they're picking up a toy and putting in the box. At that point, they'll go, oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when they change their mind. They do not change their mind in public. So don't fucking try. (laughs) No. No. And sometimes you have to go, arguing with you is like telling dog shit not to stink. It is never going to change. It is what it is. (laughs) I'm wasting valuable fucking energy here. I'm just going to duck out of this one. I'm going to go bake cookies. What was it like? Because let me do some sums here. You would have been in your, like, your late teens when things were really fucking kicking off towards the end of apartheid. One of the things I adore about South Africa, and I think it was there was a meeting in 1975 between like there was one of those one of those rooms that we think doesn't exist but did, and it was a, like a high yeah. Chesterfield sofas, and it was the guy who ran all the mines, the guy who ran all the railways, the guy who ran all the ports, and there was five people sitting around smoking cigars, and there was a lot of unrest going on all about the uh, railway workers wanted to unionise. And because they were all mm. like, we can't fucking move any of this stuff we're digging out of the ground without the railway workers, you've got to sort it out. And they all said, look, if we allow these railway workers to unionise, that will ultimately, if we allow organisation, it will, because railway workers are all black, this will ultimately lead to the dismantling of our country. And these five people went, okay, then let's do it. So they didn't wait for the government. They went, we know whatever's happening is not great. Let's do it. And then it was just under 20 years later when it happened. What was it like as the fabric of the community and the society that you had grown up in started to so radically, radically change in the late 80s, early 90s? What was it like to live under Well, I mean, for me, it was very exciting because, I mean, I went to so many sit-ins and protests and, you know, and it was great. And even now, 
with my kids, I take them, like, we went to London two years ago. We, we went to protests there. One accidentally a vegan protest, we didn't know. And the other one was, you know, to free Israeli soldiers. Because I think it's so important, and I love that. I turned 18, or I was 18 with the first free and fair elections, right? So up until that point, my mother didn't vote. She would not vote. If everyone couldn't vote, we're not voting. No one's voting till everyone can vote. So I voted for the first time with my mother in that election. It was amazing. And even my friends from high school, we would go, oh, there's a protest this weekend. Like, that's all we did. You know, we went out, protested, and then had a few babies. It was great. Like, you felt like I'm changing shit. You know, it's a very freeing experience. If you've ever been to a protest and then at the back of that you go, fuck, man, this is going to happen. And then especially when you see it changing and you go, we were part of that, you know. And that's what I say to my kids now too. Like we go everywhere. Like if there's a women's march or a Black Lives Matter march or whatever, my kids are coming. We're making posters in the kitchen and then we're going. We're going to – because I, I always say to them, I go, if we can't, talk for people who don't have a voice, then we're wasting our voice. You're basically yelling into a wind tunnel. We have to stand up for people who can't. And even online, if I see someone's, like, I'll say something, you know, and I think it's so important if we raise our kids to say, don't tolerate this. Bad shit only happens because we tolerate it. But if you speak up, if you see me being bullied or undermined and you say nothing, you're in the same boat as the bully. You know, you have to go, hey, that shit's not okay. Pull that back. You know, and that's literally all you have to say. I'm not asking you to get into a fist fight. I'm just saying, don't be silent. So that's what I'm teaching them. We're back in a minute. We do need to take a quick break to pay some bills here. Uh, So in a moment, we're back with Ursula Carlson. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Better Make It Quick. I'm Osha Ginsberg. We're speaking with Ursula Carlson today. It's a short version of the longer episode uh, that you can find it on in the podcast feed. Episode 352 is where it is. Ursula lives in New Zealand. She was born in South Africa. And... What she sees as a guest, essentially, in Australia, what she sees is, and it's unfortunate, and I would trust someone from South Africa, certainly someone of her age, to tell me, it's unfortunate that what she sees in Australia is racism. And she sees people not willing to open their hearts to immigrants. 
So I asked her, what is her perception about how Australia treats our immigrants? I want to wear a T-shirt that says immigrant all the time because especially in Australia, for the record, I've met more races than I've met in South Africa growing up there. You know, I left South Africa at 32 and in my first trip to Australia, I'm like, oh, this is the most racist country I've ever been to in my life. I mean, it is settling. This was like in 2009 and I feel there's definitely been a change, you know, or maybe people know me now and they don't. Don't bring it up anymore. But people will go, there's fucking immigrants everywhere. I go, I'm an immigrant. I'm like, yeah, but you know what I mean. I go, no, I don't. Because I want them to say their shit. You know, I look like you. So I'm not as offensive to you. The minute they look different, they go, fucking immigrant. I'm like, dude, you can't say shit like that. Or the worst is the refugees where I'm like, these people are fleeing their countries because they're being slaughtered, right? You see the videos of these people holding their kids. They're on a boat for four days holding a child. You walk through the mall holding your child and you feel how that feels, yeah? Like now for four days on a boat where you can't move, you can't put the kid down, you can't even change them, you know? That's how desperate they are. Like if we can't give them safe haven and go, you're safe here, we won't be slaughtering you anytime soon, you know? Isn't that the dream of every parent is to give your kids the best? And, you know, even if they go, you might not be the best, but at least you're not going to slaughter us. Even if you put us in a cage for a few years, at least my kid is safe, you know. If they're willing to take that, why can't you just open your fucking heart for a minute, but then you get all these people, how can we let the refugees in? Meanwhile, our elderly, our elderly is doing just fine. It's two different budgets of the government. You fuck with. Like, the government's not going, well, we let one refugee family in, get Mildred out of the home. That's not how it works. Like, Mildred is fine in the home. Her pension is going, everything, all of that is on a different budget. We, as part of the UN, need to take refugees in. That is the agreement that we've made. Yeah. You half would. It's fucking shameful what our country does for refugees. It's, it's, it's fucking horrible. And, look, let's just hope that... Yeah. With enough motion and enough agitation and enough people going to protest and making signs, we can't figure something out. You live in New Zealand now, which is a very, very different situation to anywhere else in the world. And I'm always fascinated with New Zealand there. And I was thinking about this morning as I was, I was grinding my coffee up and I was thinking about what is it? There's a couple of countries in the world that bang for buck. They have such extraordinary cultural influence upon the world. Ireland, four million people, four fucking million people. That's yeah. it. But look at the cultural influence they have upon the world, all right? Israel, yeah. six million, I think, five million, maybe. It's just yeah. colossal influence upon the world. New Zealand, four million, five million people. Well, we're on five million now. We just cracked five hey, million. High Thank five. you, Derek. High five You're for in you. quarantine. We, yeah. Five. <laughs> we cracked five million. And look at the influence that you have upon the world. Like, what is it that New Zealand gets right, Ursula? You know what? It's celebrating each other's differences. We're not accepting it. We're celebrating it. And also, you know, people get involved. Like if shit's not right, they're getting out there, they're protesting, they, you know, and the government listens. That's the difference, you know, like I think I've signed more petitions and attended more protests since I've been in New Zealand. And not just for New Zealand issues. Like we will protest for shit going on around the world. Like, 
oh, you're going to shoot up a nightclub in Orlando full of gay people? We'll, we'll protest. We'll have a march for gay rights. We'll march for anything. And it's, it's almost like a community event where we go, oh, there's a march this weekend for this or there's a, you know, and we all go. And you know what, because my mum lives in New Zealand now too, she lives in Christchurch, she goes to marches, she takes my nephews, because she lives with my sister, and they all go. They're all making the posters, and it's almost like now the next generation is doing that. It's lovely. I, I love seeing her. If you want to hear my full conversation with Ursula Carlson, it's a cracker. She's a very wise person. Episode 352 of the podcast feed. Just scroll on back and you'll find it there. Thanks very much to everyone who helped me make this show today. Andy Mart on audio and video post. Uh, Abby Benno who produces episode. Mike Mills on the music and you for listening. I'll be back here on Friday. I'll see you then. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.